The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. Ramon Rivas finds the world's best sandwich. Hey, this is the It's All True podcast from WBEZ, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from comedian Ramon Rivas because he still has not found the world's greatest sandwich. Each week on the show, I chat with a special human being and then ask him to reveal a funny personal true story. In this episode, I sit down with comedian Clark Jones to talk about his move from Chicago to New York. First six to eight months was kind of rough. And not comedy-wise, but just socially. And then you'll hear a story about legitimate college heartbreak. You get back to school, and um, something's different. All of this coming up, but first, let's hear some of his comedy. But the economy's bad everywhere. The economy's real bad everywhere. People are losing their jobs before they're ready. And I noticed when I was on the train recently, and a guy who I know just lost his job, he wasn't really ready to ask for money yet. First of all, he had on brand new Jordans. But he had a monologue, so I let him, I let him do it. He got on the train, he was like, uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to bother anybody. First lie, right? Got that out <laughs> I don't mean to bother anybody, but I recently lost my job, and I refuse to rob anybody. <laughs> and I refuse to sell drugs. And as soon as he said he refused to sell drugs, Everybody on the train stopped listening, right? <laughs> and I know that because I was the only other person on the train at the time. <laughs> I was a little offended when he said, ladies and gentlemen, but I let it slide because he had more to say. <laughs> the problem was he dismissed the only two things I cared about. Because when he first got on the train, the first thing I thought was, oh shit, I hope this dude don't rob me, right? <laughs> and when he didn't rob me, I was like, Maybe he'll sell me some drugs. His mind worked out. He faced the description. That was comedian Clark Jones. Clark was born in Illinois. Yes, I'm from the <laughs> south side of Chicago. South side of Chicago. South side of Chicago. Went to school on the west side with Young. What's up? And before he moved to New York, you'd see him everywhere from jokes and notes on the south side of Chicago to the Laugh Factory on the north side. There's no doubt that his favorite place to be is on a stage. I'm way more comfortable in front of, you know, 200 people, 2,000 people than two people. But you don't strike me as a socially awkward person either. I mean, I, I'm socially awkward. I think you can agree with that. Uh, no, man. Everybody loves a little Tim <laughs> conversation. Can't shut you up. Um, I, I, no, I, I, when I connect with people, it's very easy, very seamless. But when, like, the forced, or when yeah. it's just not there, but it has to be there because this person is going to get me into the Slap Happy Comedy Festival. <laughs> If I have a connection with them, then it's yeah. it looks like I'm just working the room. But no, I just I just get along with that person instantly. How are you with that sort of the hustle of getting to know this person because this person's important. This person could make or break your career. Are you good with that stuff? Is that even necessary? Do you think? I don't think it hurts at all. <laughs> I just don't like smiling in people's face, whether I like them or not. Smiling, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll try to be funny to the other person. Hopefully, they'll laugh. But it's 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 a part of it because people got to know who you are. How come you don't have a uh, you don't have a stage name? 
that's something that I feel like, especially a lot of comics from the South Side of Chicago, they decide <laughs> they go through this superhero, Brian Babylon, even. But Brian you, Babylon, you believe re- it or not, that is not his real name. <laughs> you reinvent yourself. Did you mm. ever think about it? Did you ever consider whether? No, because what being my, by using my real name, I'm just always honest. <laughs> that that allows me to be real on stage. You know, it, it it's a it's a luxury if you have a stage name or a stage persona, this thing that you take on, then you're like, all right, this is who you know, you can you can ramp up whatever, you know, personality you already have. But I just wanted people to get Clark Jones, man. And did you ever do um sell DVDs or anything? There's a different <laughs> hustle. I mean Chicago. No, wait, hey, let me correct you first of all. Yeah. My good friend Will Miles <laughs> is from the north side. He started okay. his Kid Ha Ha. So let, let's just get that out. Okay. He also did Ish True Podcast, <laughs> okay. Kid Ha Ha. So it's not just South Side yeah. comedians. Okay. But um, yeah, there, there's this there's this thirst, man. I, I see it a lot. Not just, you know, just from quote unquote urban comedy where you just like, some people aren't in it for the comedy. It's in it to hustle, which is what it is. Some people in it for the chicks. Some people in it for the recognition. A lot of people in it for different reasons. Um, I just, in, I, I had made a DVD, but I just, I was like, in six months, I'm going to hate this. <laughs> and people are going to have it <laughs> underneath their coffee mugs. So and, why is that so different? Like Chicago is segregated. The comedy scene is segregated even. Absolutely. You don't see people in Logan Square doing that same sort of thing. What, what's the, what is the thing that's different there? Confidence. You get to take balls to be doing comedy for only three months, but have an hour <laughs> DVD. But the confidence to truly promote yourself to say it, to promote yourself. I mean, because that is Southside comedy is like you're selling yourself, you know, and it's not self-deprecating. It's very much Fuck everything. I'm the shit. <laughs> Let's talk about how funny that is, as opposed to you know Northside, New York comedy scene. Even is you know Portland, whatever. It's yeah. all like how tough life is, and what's funny is how I'm struggling through life. Therein lies the difference. So it takes confidence, yeah, to sell a DVD <laughs> with Comedy Central and. Uh, Who's got jokes on the, on the label, and you've done neither? <laughs> That's ballsy. Was it a tough transition moving from Chicago to New York? Uh, initially, it was. The first six to eight months was kind of rough, and not comedy wise, but just socially, because that scene is segregated too. But what would equate to the urban side is a lot of crowds that are West Indian, Jamaican, and I, I just didn't have any bomba clot joke. I didn't have, I don't, and I, I you didn't don't know have, what to, I, yeah. I don't, that would me, that would be me being fake. Like, if I did those shows, I would need a stage name, because I'm clear, if I'm killing up there, I'm not being Clark Jones yet. Uh, but it was, it was, it was good, because I had the jokes, but what happens is, you know, kind of a big fish, small pond thing, where you're like, man, I got 20, 30 minutes, that's killer right now. You get here, <laughs> and that perspective is, well, you get there, and that perspective has already been done yeah. multiple times. <laughs> so you're just like, damn, I got I to gotta write some new shit. Uh, I was there for the first time, and I was like, this is it's not unique for me to be the black guy on the show. There's going to be like 15 yeah. other black guys There's going to the be show. some f- with 
your cardigan on <laughs> and your point of view. So you, but you, you, really you, can't, get, you yeah. can't stop doing comedy. So, and your point of view is your point of view. So you just got to sharpen that blade even tighter. Like, okay, we come from the same place, kind of same perspective. I got to put my individual slant on it. So I've been there almost two years now. I feel like I'm at a place now where it doesn't matter who's on the show. Like, if it's a dude who has a master's degree also coming from my same place, I don't feel like they're going to do what I'm about to do. They may cover the same subject, but it's not going to be in the same place from where I'm coming. There was one period where there was a moratorium on using the N-word and rap and sales plummeted. Like, nobody wanted to hear that. But now it's back, like, with a vengeance. I was reading, like, four, they said four out of five... Uh, rap songs use the n-word extensively right and that's a high number four out of five that means that 90 percent of the people who actually buy rap music can't use 80 percent of the lyrics that's fucked up not around me you can use it in the prius on the way home after you drop me off but when i was a kid um early 90s i would flip on saturday nights from deaf comedy jam to Make sure I catch Norm McDonald on SNL. <laughs> so that was that was my Saturday night. Thankfully, we had cable in the crib. According to a new survey, 55% of adults feel that women are most responsible for minor fender benders, while 78% blame men for most fatal crashes. Please note that the percentage in these pie graphs do not add up to 100% because the math was done by a woman. <laughs> For those of you hissing at that joke, it should be noted that that joke was written by a woman. So, <laughs> now you don't know what the hell to do. Man. I would laugh hard at Martin. Thank y'all for coming out. We're here again. Hi, Mr. White Man. How you doing? Every chance I get, I kind of want to acknowledge a white person, especially after the riots. I just kind of want to... And then I'll flip over to Norm MacDonald and just laugh. I'm like, oh, you don't have to be super energetic to be funny. That's what I that's what I learned that kind of has influenced what I do on stage. You know, sometimes it's mellow, depend it's all a performance. Yeah. To me, even what Norm was doing was a performance, but it wasn't like this manic running around stage type thing. But I I, re- I got respect for both. Oh yeah, I want, I want to talk about cuz I think when I when I talked to Will, he said you had a show Mm-hmm. In college, called "I Love Black Women." Is that right? Why well, I love black women? Yeah. <laughs> what was that show? That was <laughs> exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. So that's kind of how we. That was some thirst. That, right? that <laughs> was that was appreciation. I do. I love all women. I love. Let me make that clear. Okay. Let me be clear. Let me be frank. Spellman was all black women, or ninety five percent black women, right there. So I, it was it was a little bit, you know. It was a little bit of a thirst type thing. And I, I hosted a panel of black dudes at an all-women's college, all-black women's college, called Why I Love Black Women. And I put Will on it, Will, my comedian Will Miles, Mr. Will Miles on Twitter. And uh, that's kind of how he started doing comedy or where he kind of found the comedy bug because he was hilarious on it. And I was hosting, and that's that's just what I like doing, man, kind of what you're doing. I like talking to people. And I like answering questions, but I like, you know, comedians have to be curious. <laughs> or we just like, you doing a lot of output, what's the input, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, so why I love black women. That was a great panel. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Clark Jones's funny personal shoe story. Here's a clip. She was, she was my first. There was a lot of 
trust and a lot that went on with that. We met at the gate. She was Spellman. And that's the whole thing. Spellman and Morehouse are supposed to get together. On June 1st, you can see Clark perform at the Chicago Zanies Comedy Club with Will Miles and Kenny DeForest. For more info and tickets, visit chicago.zanies.com. What do you learn from running a beer store in one of Chicago's booziest neighborhoods? Everybody drinks beer. Yeah. Everybody. So, you know, beer really is for everyone. I'm Allison Cuddy, and that's Adam Vavrick of Vinny's Beverage Depot. He shares beer industry trends from the trenches on the new episode of Strange Brews. You can find more info at wbez.org slash podcasts. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny, personal, true story. This week's guest is comedian Clark Jones. Here's his headline. A young man finds out why he doesn't trust people (laughs) Uh, and loses his virginity and the sub-headline gets cheated on for the first time. Oh, wow. So this is... Real life. All right. Well, this is all true. (laughs) It's like when you say the movie, the name of the movie in the movie. I went to a historically black college in Atlanta, Morehouse College. Shout out to it. And what we had at black colleges and they still have is visitation. Like, where'd you go to school? I went to Santa Barbara City College for two years and then stopped. See, you look like you graduated a couple times (laughs) from different colleges. But... Out of the college, predominantly white colleges, they, they don't have a thing called visitation. As soon as you pay for your room, people can stay. But with black schools, you, you got to wait like two months before you can have people sleep over. Why is that? Called visit- I guess they just don't want you to start f***ing immediately. I don't know. <laughs> lose track. Like, take, a, take one class first before you get into yeah. people sleeping over. So, you know, what we would do is spend a lot of time outside of, like, because well, Spellman, which is all woman, college next door to Morehouse, which is all male, we would meet at the gate. And that's where you, you know, just get to meet girls and talk <laughs> and stay out late till they had to go in. Um, so I got a girlfriend pretty early. Um, I went to college a virgin. Yes, it's all true. <laughs> and um, I, I fell in love pretty quickly. She was, she was my first. There was a lot of trust and a lot that went on with that we met at the gate she with spellman and that's the whole thing spellman and morehouse supposed to get together anyway uh fast forward through the year over the summer she went back to kansas city i went i was in chicago and uh i don't know i started to feel something was different and she ended up sending me a uh, a cubs hat in the mail and i'm a big cubs fan she knew this all of a sudden i get this cubs hat in the mail i'm like oh this is great. Thank you. This is this is awesome. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I think I'm in love with this girl. I think I might marry her. Woo. You get back to school and um, something's different. Um, come to find out she had cheated on me that summer with a dude. And it was one of those things, Tim, where it was like, um, oh, um, because she wants to move with a friend. I'm like, all right, I don't you know, when you in love the first time, you don't even know that you can't trust people. So she's she's like, yeah, we went to the movies. Nothing happened. No, of course not. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't do so. He wears curl activator. Some shit. She said. And I'm like, all right, all right. Then I get the hat in the mail. 
So um, these are all new emotions for you. These are all new emotions for me. It set this tone where I don't trust when people do random nice things for me. I'm like, what are you hiding? <laughs> you know, somebody wants to give me a ride to the airport. You're like, voluntarily. Okay, this is a guilt trip. <laughs> You're guilty about something. <laughs> what did you do? Um, so it, it, it hurt me. Broke my heart, man. And, it, you know, at that point, because this is around Christmas of the next year when she finally admitted to it. You know, she had moved on campus, so I had stuff over there. I picked, packed this big laundry bag with all my stuff, including uh, a gallon, no, a pint of milk that I had purchased. <laughs> Partially drank. <laughs> half of it. Half of it drank. This Christmas so she had a car. She tells me this. I lose it. I take her car. And wow. I just go and I leave. Talked to my friends. I did some soul searching. Walked around, <laughs> raining, prayed, thinking, right, raining. Internal monologue. Right. <laughs> did a Chris Brown video. <laughs> forgave myself. And this um, and you know, it was it was my first first time with hurt, but. I went in. I had to go back to her house. I had her car, um, and we we talked it out. But you know, <laughs> this is the pettiness of being nineteen <laughs> and having your heart broken for the first time. I I I rode around with the the parking brake on for a long time. Oh, and it f-ed her brakes up pretty bad. <laughs> um, but I had forgotten about that when we made up. Yeah, and but the next day. <laughs> Smell like a lot of grease burning in that, in that <laughs> car. So that was my little story in pettiness and love and life, man. Did you did you feel bad when you realized the thing about the brakes? Oh you, no! Like she hey, cheated it, on it, me. It evens out. <laughs> she cheated on me. Of course not. Now, ha- have you been able to, to deal with those sorts of emotions since then, or does this, it still kind of bothers you? I'm a wreck. I don't. I, I give relationship advice, and I have no f-ing clue about <laughs> how a successful one works. I am single, thirty two. Not because I'm a bad guy. I'm just, I, I I just, I got some trust issues, man. Stuff. I'd rather just, nothing that I have to work too hard for has ever been worth it as far as dating. <laughs> it's always been like, if it's easy and seamless, cool. That's yeah. what it was supposed to be. Anything that I'm like too thirsty for or trying too hard, nah. When you feel the thirst, you, you automatically, like, I'm just, you got to resist it. <laughs> got to turn down, man. Turn down. I'm learning that. I'm learning that, but it it was a hard lesson. (laughs) And that's the show. Big thanks to Clark Jones for stopping by. He'll be performing at the Chicago Zanies Comedy Club on June 1st with Will Miles and Kenny DeForest. For more info and tickets, visit chicago.zanies.com. And follow Clark on Twitter at TheClarkJones. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. The show is produced by me, I, myself, Joe Dassault, Brad Helm, and of course, Tim Barnes. Next week on It's All True, I talk to comedian Greg Proops. So I was doing NPR in New York, and uh, 
The cat had read the book or he'd been prepped on it or whatnot. And uh, the, I say in the book, soul music's the best music. I go, it's often said that blues cure the blues. And I'm like, I find that blues don't cure the blues, that soul <laughs> cures the blues, right? And, you know, I'm talking about Marvin Gaye and, 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 and uh, the Ohio players, this, that. And he goes, he was a little bit older than I. And he went, um, having lived through that era, I find that a lot of the soul music was formulaic. And I almost oh my God. scissor kicked this dude. If you dig the show, subscribe to It's All True on iTunes and tell people about it. Word of mouth is a big help, and it really does mean a lot. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you. Mm-hmm.